last Sunday, the gospel of today is a reflection of the gospel of last Sunday. And one of the impactful word, what we call the catchy word that the Lord, you know, brought to us is that we become harvested souls. And the question that was recurring was, have you been harvested? Have you been harvested? Has the prayer of Jesus asking us to pray the Lord will harvest to send laborers into the vineyard with the intention of harvesting the ripe crop, the ripe souls, have you been harvested? And keeping in mind that having been harvested, we've got to, to, get a, a, you know, to a great degree, keep ourselves continually preserved. Because one can deteriorate to a point where you need to be harvested a second time. As long as we are still constant nuisance to the Lord by giving the headache to always send laborers to us. They will harvest you today, package you, keep you in the temple. You are now a member of the church. You are now a member of the family of the church. And then you begin to deteriorate in your faith, in your journey with God. It makes the Lord to be sad. And that's what reflected in the first reading of today, as the Lord reveals to Hosea. Thus says the Lord, Israel has made kings, but not through me. Then through who they make their kings? Who inspired the kind of kingship they instituted? They have set up princes, but without my knowledge. With their silver and gold, they made idols of their own destruction. This same question is what the Lord is asking today. There are many things we do, we don't make reference to Him. The pinnacle of our success today is ascribed to God, is God behind it. Having been harvested, the things we do, is it God that inspires them? To what degree is his glory vested in that your success? In the reality of your life, so what is the percentage of God's ownership? Because sometimes our prosperity can become an idol that lacks God's presence. One can see at the end of it, God said, I will judge. I will judge them. For my anger burns against them. How long will it be till they are pure in Israel? How long? How long? That's the same question he's asking. How long can we be pure in our journey of Christian life? So we can never be that chance and say we have arrived. We must continue to press in. And as I shared with you in the past, true prosperity is not how much gold and silver they've acquired. 
for how much of God you have trapped in your soul. That's the wisdom of heaven. The wisdom of earth here says, acquire silver and gold. That is prosperity. But the wisdom that comes from God says that true prosperity is the amount of God you have trapped in your soul that is born of your work with God day by day. We must invest in that. Because that's what makes us great in the eyes of God. And if we are great in the eyes of God, we shall be great in the eyes of men. Look at all the things. Nobody talks about what and what they acquired. All the things. You will hear that some of them abandoned their silver and gold. But they always talk about what they encountered. How much of God they trapped in their soul by walking obediently with the Lord through the help of the Holy Spirit. If we are to make impact in our families, if we are to make impact among our friends and those who know us, if our Christian faith will have value in the eyes of people who come around us, we must invest in trapping God in our souls. Through buoyant prayer life, through committed Christian life, through a life of faith and righteousness. And knowing that our mission on earth here is nothing but what? To encounter God more and more. Yesterday, it was, the Lord was saying, I will seduce her, I will lure her into the wilderness. Because that's the reason why we're here. And the devil knows it. And that's why he will do everything to obstruct this divine plan. Sometimes we'll get a little bit scared and we'll get disturbed by all that is happening. But it's not far from what is already, you know, given to us in scriptures. Jesus said that he will be persecuted. The devil knows. Even the little we are doing is creating a lot of impact in the realm of the spirit. And he will do everything to quench the fire. But he said what? Do not be afraid. If you allow fear to enter you, you can mess up. You can do all kinds of crazy things. Your life is in the hands of God. Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? If you go into the spirit, you see that with all that is happening, it's a sign that great things are going to happen. I have shared that with you before. Queen Nero was slaughtering Christians and giving them as food to lions. Did they ever know that that place was sitting as the king of the world, ruling with such brutality, will end up becoming the headquarters of the very thing he was trying to destroy? You never knew. That room will be destroyed, it will be unthinkable. And now it's having an error. Yes, we are losing brothers and sisters. People are dying every day because of their identity with Christ. And we know there's something fishing in the realm of the Spirit. All we need to do is to keep looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Don't be afraid. When fear comes, tell yourself, my Lord told me, don't be afraid. Your life is in his hands. All we just need to do is what? Remain faithful. Remain faithful in the midst of the peace darkness that is before us. No matter what happens, he can never abandon his ship. He will leave the 99 looking for one. He will look for us. He will look for us. He will fight for us. He will defend us. He will prune us. I love one prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17. He said, Father, the glory which you gave to me, 
I have given to them. And he's with us. And he cannot depart from his glory. So at this mass, we will receive strength again. Receive courage that our God is faithful. The Bible says, He who has called us is faithful and will be with us to the end. May God bless us once in our hearts through Christ our Lord.